Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This week... I feel like it was a real treat. It was a real treat for me anyway. We had 3% brother, Jahan Man Singh. Uh, he came from McAllen, Texas. He's the founder of Yoga XL and Ella Yoga. And uh, man, that dude is a smart dude. I'm glad he came on the podcast. Um, he's, he's a member of the exclusive 3% Man Facebook group. And uh, he talked to us about you know yoga, He's, he talked about uh, what he called the four personality traits, uh, the four birds uh, personality traits. So there's like an eagle personality trait, dove personality trait, peacock, owl. He explains all that. <laughs> it sounds weird right now, but he, it, when he explains it, it's just like amazing. He talks about uh, the movie Coming to America and how, you know, the king speaks to a son and they're very regal, you know, and stuff like that. And how like you sort of want to try to emulate that in your life. He talks about Tywin Lannister in the Game of Thrones series and basically how um, for an alpha, you, you don't have to tell people you're an alpha if you're a true alpha, right? You have nothing to prove. People can tell that you're an alpha. And if you have to tell people that you're doing something wrong, right? So Tywin Lannister basically is like, if you have to tell people you're the king, are you really the king? So he gets into that. It's it's brilliant. Um, he also talks about the Indian four areas of life. It's just an all-around great episode, and I will be bringing that to you right after this. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. 
My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week, take two, we have our brother, uh, Jahan Mansing from McAllen, Texas. He's the founder of Yoga XL and Ella Yoga. You guys might have seen him on the 3% Man page. He's very active on there. He has made some yoga training available to everybody. And uh, how are you doing, brother? Hey, Paul, it's good to be here. Uh, you have a great podcast, a great audience. You're a fantastic host and admin of our group page. It pr- provides so much content and value. I just hope that I can con- contribute, continue to contribute with, with value back to you guys. It's amazing what you guys have done. I think you do. I mean, you, you post a lot of really good questions. You post a lot of very um, unique content, which I think absolutely adds value to the page, 100%. Thank you. I'm inspired by you guys and you guys taking the lead. And I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to some of the gentlemen out there that have been really helpful, like Luke and Benny, yourself, JP, um, Steven, a couple of the guys we talked to. And it's really good to take the, a large group and then compress it into smaller groups, what sociology calls clicks. It's natural human behavior. You're going to get a lot of value by participating in a big group and then even bringing it down into the small groups, which has been, which has been awesome. I had a call the other day with JP. We were going to talk for 20 minutes and ended up being an hour. Uh, and he gave me some amazing advice that I really believe 95%, maybe 80% of 3%ers wouldn't give. It was very emotional. It was very, you know, what happens with when you read Corey Wayne and you, and in, you know, you, I don't want to say inundate, it's not the right word, but when you bury yourself in the material, you know, mm-hmm. guys like us have read between 10 and 20 times. I lost count. So I'm starting again at, at one. I'm going to do it every four months for the rest of my life. But JP was able to give amazing feedback that you're not going to find in the book. Not going to mm-hmm. find in the book because I think that's so crucial because life experiences and the disciplines and the foundations that we have from early, earlier on in our lives have an impact. And so I'm really grateful for that. Stuff that you're just not going to come across when reading and, and you can get by talking to someone and getting that human connection. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. It's one thing that we talk about a lot on the podcast too, is, I mean, you can read the book a thousand times and if you're not out there practicing it, seeing what works for you and what doesn't, then it's, it's all just exactly. theory. And what, what, right. what works for you doesn't necessarily work for me. You know, know, it's so right. I wish that Corey Wayne had a book, maybe in his third edition or fourth edition of the book. I'll write a message. Let me write this down. CTOW email. He should have a a chapter in the book on, on, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Being genuine. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to take what he's teaching and you have to make it genuine to yourself. I do see certain guys that I naturally gravitate to. I I naturally gravitate. Take uh, Professor uh, Lewis. Yeah, Sanderson. Yeah. He's been on Sanderson, the podcast. Professor yeah. Sanderson. Right, right. Uh, I, being at my age, I naturally gravitate to someone a little bit older and more mm-hmm. experienced versus a young cat. That doesn't mean that I'm not listening to what the young cats do. You have to always refresh your brain. 
but I know that I've, you know, I've gone through the test of time at, at, at approaching age 40 years old. And so uh, just the way a woman wants an experienced man, I want to go with someone I'm gravitating towards that. And then what I next, what I look for, and I think all humans look for is a genuine um, personality, right? When your personality matches with your soul and your spirit, it just comes off as natural and, and what the Japanese call wu-wei, effortless action. Oh, okay. I did not know that. <laughs> Learned something every day. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I agree 100%. But yeah, and, and what you said about young guys, there are certain young guys that I actually look to for advice. So like when I first started getting into this stuff, I started following uh, Dave Parada on YouTube and How To Beast. Uh, I think that guy's, I can't remember what that guy's name is, David or something. And those guys are much younger than me. Those guys are like late twenties, maybe early thirties, but the grasp that they have on this stuff already at their age, I'm just super impressed by Cause I would like, I wish I learned that stuff back then. I didn't know any of that. Oh, no doubt. Oh, no, no, no doubt. I'm, I'm completely, completely amazed and uh, in awe of some of these cats that are learning what I wish I knew at 18 to 22, 22 to 25. Um, but you can, the point I'm trying to make is you can only, only learn so much. Like right. I have so much more respect and I'm in awe, right? And I can't force that, it's nothing personal. I'm in awe of take Luke. He's yeah. young, but do, does anyone put in more work than Luke? I mean, we can genuinely say he is a mad scientist about this stuff. He right? is. Yeah. He's a madman. And, and my kudos. And now he's, he's putting so many hours into it. That I don't care about his age. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But you, you, yeah. And so like being, that's so important in, in dating and coming back to the point is I wish that Corey Wayne, he doesn't really talk about it too much. I bet, I bet in his videos, he does. You have to be genuine to who you are, mm-hmm. genuine to your spirit and your soul. And um, I took a course, my buddy wrote a book on has technology left us speechless. I was actually an editor on the book. And um, he talks about the art of social communication. And there's a chapter in there called about the birds. So they took the main studies of personalities. You know, there's like 12, 16 main different personalities. And people can't remember those 12 on a daily basis, but he broke it down into four animals. No matter what you say, I think about it. Let's talk about our group. Let's talk about everyone in our group. And this is all with love. Who in our group embodies that Kobe Bryant killer type spirit? A1, Steve Jobs type of, like like an eagle, right? Mm -hmm. Vicious, goes at it, right? Luke. Luke, I could say that, sure. Yeah, right. Now, who embodies like the social butterfly kind of like, I don't want to say Elton John, but you know, that like the, like uh, the rock star kind of personality and dresses like that, you know, it's not, that, not, not the necessarily James Bond, but like this has a loud social butterfly personality. I feel like Steve C might fit that. <laughs> yeah. Um, fire department, Steve C. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little, yeah. He's a, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be on TikTok if you're not somewhat of a social butterfly. Sure. Right. Right. I don't, I don't sense that you've been like the life of like, you don't care to be the life of the party growing up. I feel like you're laid back. If, if I'm the, you know, if people are listening to my story. Great, but I'm not going to go out of my way. And you know what I mean? So, um, so there's, so there's the Eagle, there's the, there's the, um, the peacock, you know, that's called the peacock being the, yeah. the loud one. And I, I've definitely got peacock in me. <laughs> and then there's, then there's the dove. Okay. And the dove is the type of personality 
it's always checking on other people. How are you doing? You know, they say that most shows, most television shows or stories typically have all four main personality types. And then the last one would be, there's the eagle, the dove, the, um, the peacock, and the owl. And the owl tends to be, celebrities that are owls are like Bill Gates. So, right, okay. if you have Steve Jobs is an eagle, right? Like, why the fuck is Apple not working, right? The iPod is supposed to be able to be cool and easy. Slams his fist. Why the fuck isn't this working, right? Feel free to beep that out. And Bill Gates is like, yeah, why isn't this working? What does analytics say? What does app development say? Uh-huh. What's wrong with the iOS, right? Right. It's just a different way of looking at things. And so you have to be genuine to your personality. And just keep in mind that you can, I can send you this later on. It's called the art of communication, the four birds. And um, Corwin doesn't really go into that a lot about being true to your personality. Because guys like you, me, and Luke and Professor, we're mm-hmm. natural orators. We're not going to talk 2,000 words per day. Put us in the social setting, right? Mm-hmm. But according to science, men talk 2,000 words per day. Well, women talk how many? 8,000 words per day? It depends on the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. That's actually, that's pretty uh, interesting insight. Um, you talk about Luke. It's funny. Luke's been on the podcast like countless times now. And uh, I bet he He's actually, so much value. he actually loves hearing whenever we talk about him on the podcast. So uh, shout out. Yes. To yeah. So we, so we did this to Luke. So Luke can listen to this, but you'll get another listen right there. What's yeah, up, Luke? Absolutely. I love his latest. I love his latest uh, thing on, I think his name bombing is it's genius. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. I did. I, I did see that. Yeah. So that he posted that on the lover and a fighter group which uh, exactly. is ran by uh, Dana Benny. Coach Benny Lichtenwalner, who's been on the podcast several times. And uh, yeah, so because yeah, Benny has his whole uh, Facebook program of how to pick up women on Facebook by adding them as friends mm-hmm. and then periodically sending them random like video messages. And so it's a exactly. genius, genius method. It's, 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 it's brilliant. It's, I think a lot of us have done it unconscious to what we're doing and the power behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. I've definitely met girls on Facebook and met girls on Instagram. Um, and I've always kind of like known like, you got to get this girl like emotions up. You got to get her on an emotional journey with you, paint a picture, make her laugh, make her smile, then go in for the number. But he's so good about making sure when he coaches us to add in that value, add, add in some kind of emotional component. Because a woman's mind and her system, as we know, is an emotional operating system. And they want to experience the emotional palette of what a day can offer and what an experience of meeting a potential mate is like, mm-hmm. right? Anything but anything but boring, right? So it's been really great. Benny, Luke, me and Steven are really good friends. Professor, man, it, it, it's just, it's hilarious. It's funny. It's educational. And the guy's a professor. He's got, he's very well educated. I love his, um, his foundations he's written. I told him, I promised him I was going to read that 50 times. Oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, his um, Unbreakable Code of Conduct. Amazing. Yeah, he's, he's been on the amazing, podcast amazing to, to uh, discuss that. Um, and I, yeah, I just love where he's coming from with that. You know, like he's holding himself mm-hmm. accountable. He's setting up his own mm-hmm. rules. And that, that's when, uh, at the time of this recording, his episode hasn't dropped yet. But by the time this publishes, his episode will be out. Okay. So definitely go back and listen to it. But he's got a very interesting foundation, you know, where he says, okay, you want to learn something new. And let's say 3% man. He says, you go through that book and you follow it step-by-step. This is what he says. You don't call a girl back, you know, 
after a first date, mm -hmm. you wait another week, try to set another definite date, and you follow that formula for at least two months. And then when you, right. then you go back and reflect on it. Did that work for me? And if not, then mm -hmm. you can start changing things up. But he goes, you always have to start from the template. And then after you've had some time to really process it, then you can expand from that, uh, which I just was like, right. I never thought about that way. It's a smart way of doing oh, things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when I was, yeah, I can totally, I totally can, can resonate and concur with that. When I uh, was, you know, at, at the pinnacle of my dating, or I, I'd say when I was really, really hyper-focused on this stuff, I would make profile charts of a woman. Okay, this girl, her particular name, uh, what are her likes, what are some things she's mentioned. That way it can enter into my subconscious mind so that when I'm having a conversation with her, it was effortless. Mm -hmm. You know, some women were, this is the sexiest woman alive to me. This is the most incredible body. I remember having a woman, college professor, well, no need to name names, college professor. She literally had um, incredible defined legs and perfect glutes, but she didn't have that hourglass. And one of her ex-boyfriends, who was also a college athlete, he wanted her to get um, some work done. So she had an incredible breast implant and liposuction that I couldn't even tell that it was done. And so mm. she had this perfect hourglass body and she was a thin girl, maybe 112 pounds, but lean crossfitter, mm. Tabitha type girl. And I mean, I knew I couldn't compete with the college athlete, a, a college soccer coach that's 6'1 and in shape. I couldn't compete with him on what he looked like, but I can compete with my mind. Mm. So I made, I made her feel like I pretended like I was Oprah or Larry King interviewing Jesus Christ, the Buddha, Gandhi, right? And so in the, in the beginning, the first five, 10 dates, I put that much time and focus into my questions and to her. And, you know, that was great because a few weeks into the relationship, I would literally get the call, honey, I just got off of work. I just need to see you. Can we just talk? Mm -hmm. And that was amazing. That feeling, I was like, okay, you have to really work for this feeling that Corey Wayne talks about. And you really get the, ah, I feel so much better. It takes a shit ton of work to get there, <laughs> especially if you're a talker like me, mm -hmm. right? I have to shut up and just become an interviewer. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think um, being genuine to who you are and to your personality and your spirit and your soul, right? Corey does go off into this. I remember one video He's reading some guy's email and he's, the guy keeps asking, yeah, I asked her when you're free to get together. And then later on we text it and I'm like, when you're free to get together. And like, she hit me up on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, when you're free to get together. And Corey's like, dude, you're a fucking robot. The fuck are you doing dude? <laughs> the fuck? This is not a fucking formula. Yeah. It's really important for the young guys to get that. Read it. Don't even read. Don't even think about 10 times young guns. Read about it 15 times. You mm -hmm. know what? Read it 15 times. Don't forget, don't only like the option of 10, right? But remember, you, none of this is going to happen. So what I did was, look, I have my, my weight goals here. My okay. weight, my body, my figure is extremely important to me. And a couple of years ago, I had my weight goals. And underneath it, I had my, my dating goal. I'll show you what it looks like. So for example, I wanted to be 185 pounds. I wrote down 185 and I put 52D. Okay. 185 and 52D. I know it's probably backwards because of the webcam's dyslexia. No, it's but that's 52D. Right. Okay. And I remember having that, and, and I believe in posting my goals in at least five places. 
And I put the heart there because I want to know that it comes from my heart, not from my emotions, right? Logic can only take you so far. And I remember having it in my car because I don't need to see how many uh, revolutions per hour I'm driving at. You know, I don't need to know everything about the parameters of the car. And women would ask me, what's, uh, what's the numbers there? What's 185? I say, my weight goal. And the girls would ask, what's 52D? I said, I bet you want to know. You know, <laughs> hey, you want all my secrets? You can't have all my secrets on it, but it was 52 dates. Mm. I wasn't going to put all this time into my body, into working out and listening to Corey Wayne without going and practicing it. Yeah. And I quickly learned my weaknesses. A lot of high quality women would tell me about my weaknesses and I still have them, but I would add that to the Corey Wayne's book, read it 15 times and go on 52 dates a year minimum. I crushed that goal. I think I hit that goal by the third or fourth month. I had lost count. Yeah, there were days. There were weeks I went on four or five dates. There were days I went on two dates, um, maybe even three, because um, I don't necessarily care about lunch dates. I've I've gotten laid on a bunch of lunch dates, uh, but because yeah. it does depend. So here's an example. The reason why I'm saying this to the men out there is this came out on Corey Wayne's Facebook page. Like Paul, have you? Let me ask you this, Paul. Have you been on a successful lunch date? Indoor Olympics? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so I remember, no, right. And, and typically we would never do them. Typically it, it sounds stupid to do a coffee date. Here's the thing. Collier doesn't go into this. I do. The reason I won't accept a coffee date and I'll counter because if I know her schedule's messed up. So here's a, a beautiful nurse. She was 24 years old. Mind you, I'm 38 years old. She is 5'8". I'm 5'8". She's got an amazing body and she's a yoga student of mine. Um, but, you know, we've messaged back and forth on Instagram and we're having a great time. Her mom's also a student of mine. And she is a full-time nursing student to become an RN. And then she works the night shifts at the hospital. So she gets out at one, two in the morning for about two years of her life. Mm. And uh, we did go on our first date, which was like dinner and drinks, which she told me this date is amazing. We're kissing within the first hour, hour and a half. Um, subsequently after that, she would just come over to the house, but then she wanted to do day dates. And I, knowing her schedule, you know what I mean? It's, it's a test that she's even offering that she doesn't even know she's offering. If you're not going to be flexible with my schedule, then I don't want to, women don't want a rigid man. Yeah. So I took the lunch date, but I didn't take a coffee date. I took the lunch date on my terms. So I guess the, the, the nugget here is taking it on your terms. Mm -hmm. So I said, perfect. Come over to my place. That shows her buying in and putting time and investment. We'll drive to yoga from here. We want to go do a hot yoga class where things are going to get physical and sweaty. And then we'll come back to my place. We'll pick up a smoothie, pick up lunch or make a smoothie at my place. Mm -hmm. Making, I've, I, don't, I don't like to brag, but I, you know how many girls I've told us have a smoothie and we ended up having sex on the counter, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it just, it, some girls will just jump up on the counter themselves. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a lunch date. We shower together. She goes home, you know, two hours later, she's like, why are you so good to me? Yeah. So there's a successful lunch date that you can have, but I wouldn't, you wouldn't have that if you weren't experimenting. Right. So I'd say if you're feeling confident with the court, with the system and the art, then yeah, experiment. I experiment all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. really the idea in the book is a date is a fun filled opportunity for sex to happen. Right. It doesn't, exactly. I mean, typically that's usually at nighttime. So you invite women to night things, but yeah, in that circumstance, the, 
the gal's up until two in the morning. She's not up all night. So your opportunity for sex to happen is during the daytime with her. So it, that right. makes a hundred percent. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Right. But if I, if I was a rigid guy thinking, no, I'm a fucking three percenter, bro. I'm, you know, no one, you know, I know what I'm talking doing. Red pill, blue pill, shit, all this yeah. fucks, coffee date, fuck make the date on your terms. Forget about the fucking pill. Be a genuinely good person. Yeah. Be an awesome person. Be flexible. I remember being with a, a single mother that I'm, that, uh, you know, that's, um, <laughs> I have to be careful with what I say. And this gets out to a lot of girls. <laughs> um, but no one listens to this really podcast. Flexible. No one listens to it. No, just no girls do, right? <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Lots of people listen to this podcast. No, I mean, so yeah, be careful. I'm, I'm, def- I'm, I'm definitely not at that, uh, that, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the guy, Steve McQueen, I live huh? for myself and answer to no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would hurt a lot of feelings, hurt a lot of feelings in my life. A lot of women's feelings. So, yeah. um, but yeah, you have to be really, really flexible, especially with single mothers. If you show that you're flexible when it comes to dating single mothers, don't you date a lot of single mothers? Yeah, almost exclusively. Uh, my last exclusive relationship was uh, with Marie Korchik, who wasn't a mom. She was 30 and you know she uh, wanted to have kids, but I already have kids. I don't want to fucking have kids. So right. like, I, I prefer to date single mothers because they already have kids and they typically don't want them you know, and, uh, these young right. gals that haven't had kids yet, they're pushing for a relationship to find a guy to have kids with. So I have a question for you then. Yeah. I have this theory that I'm working on and it's, I researched it. Dude, I kid you not. This shit is on psychology.com. Okay. Uh, the, the concept of imprinting and uh, because some women can imprint and others can't. I thought this was fictional shit out of, you know, Breaking Dawn doesn't really exist. But imprinting is typically found in women who have not given birth. Okay. And it is a deep emotional connection. It is an incredible bond where if you break up with them, they feel like they're dying. And mm. I connected to that. And um, I, I am... I haven't done it well enough. Maybe I fucked up things too soon where single mothers can imprint because they have their children. Do you think there's always going to be that emotional barrier with most single mothers that they, they, they're not going to prioritize you on an emotional and physical level for a very, very long time, six months to a year, because they're, they're very guarded. Mm-hmm. You know, the, ver- the man that they were supposed to be there for them and be the protector emotionally, financially, spiritually, and physically abandon them for whatever reason and so they're much more guarded and much more careful who they let into that into that life so i've noticed when i've been dating that those single mothers have huge um barriers and shields that need to be broken down mm-hmm. is it the same for you or different because i know you have children too uh maybe i just haven't noticed it because i have children and so my kids are my priority too so i, I just sort of like expect that so maybe I just haven't really paid attention to that, but it's, yeah, you're, you're probably onto something. And I'm super guarded yeah, my damn so. self because the mm. last two, like really long, you know, relationships I have had, which sort of led me on this journey in the, to begin with, you know, those failed. And I was just like, what the fuck happened? Like, I thought everything was perfect, you know? And so right, I kind of right. feel like I'm almost at the place where I'm like, am I ever going to find someone that like, I truly can fall madly in love with because I'm so guarded, you know, like I, I look at all sorts of these women and I've set such high standards now and I'm so 
fucking picky, especially because of the 3% man book where I just realized that I won't settle for anything less than X, Y, and Z. Like I've set my list of wants and don't wants. And if you don't fucking meet these, <laughs> you're not the woman well, for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, to answer your question, the answer yeah. is yes. And fuck yes. You will find exactly what you're fucking looking for, but you have to be a hundred percent clear on it. Right. Yeah. Walking quote, 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 to quote Corey Wayne, walking away from what you don't want is a, is a, is a uh, resolution, right? Is a declaration to the universe of what you do want. Yes. So that person is out there and she's trying to find, I, I, my personal belief, my personal belief is that woman is out there and she's yeah. trying to find you just as much as you're trying to find her. And probably even more because feminine spirit orbits, right? Masculine energy is composed, right? And still, you know, you're like the sun and she's a comet waiting to find her orbit around you. She will find you. Mm-hmm. But it starts here and here, right? Yeah. It really starts here. And you know, I want to talk about something that most we don't really get to talk about. That's cool, uh, and it's because you uh, kind of triggered it. I don't know if I can find that woman, that woman, because I'm so picky and I'm so guarded. Because I have single parents. I'm a single parent myself. Mm-hmm. Did you know that eighty to ninety percent of lottery winners all lose the money within five years? Gone. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like, right. so a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, uh, when you talk about your goals and putting them in places and focusing on what you want and putting out to the universe, that's a lot of law of attraction type stuff, which I'm a huge fan of. And I talk about on the podcast a lot. And I feel like, and I've read this in uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich and, and, and other things like that, that these people that accidentally win the lottery lose it so fast because they weren't mm-hmm. they're they're not on the frequency of keeping wealth they don't know how to deal with it they're they're, they're just not on that frequency so they lose it exactly exactly i'm gonna just give you a heads up i'm gonna probably go charge the laptop in about a minute yes okay. they lose all the money they lose all the money uh paul and when they were when researchers asked them why do you think you lost the money the answer was always the same I didn't feel like I deserve it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I didn't feel like I deserve it. So it's all up here. Because what is really money? It is a it is a currency where we believe that power lies. It's an organizational tool. It doesn't really... If aliens came here, do you think they want our printed fucking money? Do you think they want our Bitcoin and our Tesla stock? Fuck no. <laughs> they want resources, right? Yes. It's just, you know, Game of Thrones. Power lies where men believe it lies. So if you don't believe, if you believe that you're powerless, you're going to get rid of all the power that you had, right? You have to be worthy. And um, I really, I, I really want to give a call to action for some of the guys out there watching this. Go fucking watch Coming to America. You'll probably never get this advice for dating. Go watch Coming to America and see how the King of Zamunda, played by Earl James Jones, mm-hmm. treats and talks to his son, the prince, Hakim of Zamunda. See their interactions and how they, t- they're very clearly royal and regal. That is probably the best compliment I've ever got from a woman and the best compliment I've heard a woman give to my grandfather. They don't make them like that anymore. They're very regal, right? If I were acting to be regal, I'd be like right here, like, yes, Paul, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they have to believe, but that's not, this, this, I'm being as regal within my own genuine personality, right? I'm animated. I, I have a lot of micro expressions because I'm an orator. I've been a professional public corporate speaker all my life. So when you watch Coming to America, 
you'll see what you're supposed to believe, right? And, and I find it so amazing. Do you, you probably, do you ever find it amazing to go back and watch these um, um, classic guy movies or love story movies, knowing what you know now? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Isn't that fucking cool? Yeah. I can't watch a James Bond movie the same anymore either after because like because you know Corey wayne references james bond all the time you know like what would right. james bond do and he's got videos all about it and I, now i go and watch the body language in some of these shows i want i i, I watched I love a few those youtube yeah yeah i watched a few episodes yeah. of mad men the other day just so i could watch uh what's his name jack draper's body language because he's portrayed what? as like this alpha man you know and the show or the, the show on HBO or the movie? The show on HBO. I haven't seen it. And I know my, my one of my favorite composers, Trent Reznor, did the score and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched like the first two episodes. And I, I don't think it's for me, but just watching the, okay. the male body language is perfect. You know, it's good study. Is that, is it? Right. Absolutely. I, and talking about male body language, I'm with my personal trainer the other day. And another girl walks in. She's a brand new personal trainer, and she's fucking gorgeous. My personal trainer is 23 years old. He's six two, college basketball athlete. He starts to round his shoulders and hunch and laugh like a little girl around her. Oh no! I was like, bro, posture, demeanor. I said, women have to go get their hair, skin, nails, and makeup done for us, dude. All we have to do is our fucking demeanor. You can get away with so much with your demeanor. Sometimes my beard's not even trimmed, but demeanor is everything, right? Yeah. Being here, sh shoulders back, chest lifted, being confident with who you are and what you have to offer to the world. But you cannot always teach that. You have to literally get to a place. I remember owing eight years of back taxes. I couldn't be, I, I couldn't be confident to anyone in the world with that shit on my mind, right? Yeah. How am I going to get out of this hole, right? Uh, and I just did by asking for help. By the way, if there's anyone stuck in life, there's anyone going through financial problems. I can't help you, but there's people who can, yeah. you know what I mean? Just get started. The fear of doing it's worse than actually facing it. Uh, but I want to conclude there with coming to America was it, it's fucking amazing going back and watching some movies and going back and watching some actors um, specifically, not necessarily like the James Bond one. Cause they're, those are great. Right. But finding in other places is incredible. I for one love top gun. Right? Mm. I love early Tom Cruise, Top Cruise movies, right? I love how in Top Gun, he challenges the girl. One of the big things that I teach to guys online is connect, make a connection, whether it's uh, tattoos or yoga or physical fitness, connect with them. And that could also be joking, but challenge them right away. Even if it's just in light banter, you yeah. know what I mean? If it's light banter, because that's what, that's what a challenge really is, banter. And then, and then close the deal, right? So, um, you just have to have it going to finish things up when that lottery thing is that you have to have the belief and you'll never, there's no shortcut to the belief. There is to all the guys listening. There's no fucking pill you can swallow. Uh, sorry, Paul. I know you may see this in a different way. Fuck the pills analogy shit. Do the work. We <laughs> spent spend too much time. Yeah. Right. We spend too much time talking about pills, right? Do the work. Be an awesome person. How about fucking taking the pill that wakes up and says, I'm a great human being. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm, my dad is addicted to helping people, genuinely addicted. To give you a story, 25, 35 years ago, he buys a huge Dodge Caravan. This was before Sprinter vans. This van had a bed, TVs, leather chairs, huge van that could easily take eight people across the country. He just bought it for fun. And um, they had a, they had, I think he, I think he actually sold 
I think he sold $7 million in gold in one day. And so at 2%, at 2% if you sell seven, no, I think it was like maybe 21 million, 21 million dollars of gold at 2%, what do you make? What's what, 21? Don't you, make me do math. You made at least, <laughs> I, I know, right? I'm, I'm drawing a blank, 20 million, 10% is 2 million. So, you know, he's at 2%. So he's, he might've made like $200,000 in one day. So he goes out and buys a van. And one of his closest friends, my uncle, had just moved to the town and hadn't taken his family anywhere. And he was asking my dad for advice. And my dad just said, here, take the keys to my van, take them to South Padre Island, which is three hours from Laredo, three and a half, four hour drive to the beach. And my mom, when she found out was furious, what the fuck are you doing? That's our brand new car. Yesterday was my cousin's birthday. And for, my, for his birthday, my cousin got a $500,000 Phantom Rolls Royce from his brother, who's one of the biggest cannabis dealers in the world, and a Porsche from his wife, who's a physician, and a bunch of Rolls Royce, or a bunch of Rolexes from his friends and whatnot. He's a baller. I'm, I'm nowhere near his level. And my father sends him a birthday message because I showed him on Instagram how you know, my cousin's kind of bloating, uh, gloating about what he got. Yeah. Um, my dad sends him a message like, hey, I, I really can't compete with uh, the Rolls Royce and the Porsche, but I can give you a big hug and all the support and advice for the rest of your life. And my cousin responded, your hug and your support will mean more than any Rolls Royce or Porsche. And then they started talking about the story about lending the van and how they went. And he said, he'll never ever forget that. Never forget the feeling that they created. And so, you know, just, I I wanna be half that guy. Right. I, I want to be addicted to helping people. I, I, I don't want to tell people no. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I want to have that Japanese philosophy. They don't tell customers no, you know, because when you tell them no, you know, you, most people are, are not going to feel great, but you always want to leave. It's Mother Teresa. People will never for, forget how you last made them feel. And so yeah. that is huge. That, that, is, that, is, that is instrumental. And hold on, I want to make sure I have no one breaking into the house here in my backyard. See if it's a thunderstorm or someone jumping the fence. Okay, we're good. Yeah, do you have that problem a lot? People trying to break in? No, no, not at all. I just that's like because you're in Texas, brother. I mean, there's a lot of guns in Texas. People would be stupid to be. (laughs) Uh, Come try and take it. Yeah. (laughs) Come and try. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I I hope that you know. Right. I hope you I hope you know, I hope that means something like, you know, just having that belief and you can't get that belief. I couldn't have gotten that belief. You know, I don't really want to tell people what to do. I'm doing that. But this is at the end of the day, it's just what works for me. And I couldn't get to where I'm at without going on those 52 dates and making a lot of mistakes. I was on a date the other night with a much older woman, the perfect body, very sexy. And she just she kept asking me. How do you do it? How do you have so much confidence? She, she even asked me, and it was, it was a test, and I think I failed it. She even asked me, are we having sex tonight? Do you think we're having sex tonight? <laughs> What'd you say? My gender, fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I think I said, maybe, I said, I think I said actually, maybe not tonight, but for damn sure, yes. I, I think I would have answered something like that with, if you play your cards right. That's perfect. That would, that would help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it depends on you, honey. I'm not, I'm not sure. If, why, 
I'm not convinced I want to have sex with you, right? So yeah, that's a good one. Um, but but it, it went great. You know, it, it went it went it went well that day. It wasn't an indoor Olympics. It wasn't an, actually great as lying. I did okay. Mm-hmm. I give myself a C plus. I give myself a C plus, and I like to to do that. Yeah, and I like to analyze what did I do wrong. And so the the right thing for me to do is where did I go wrong? We had a disc. Now I remember everything is going great on the date. Fucking awesome. And I'm just feeling confident. And when I'm confident, I get a little overconfident. And she asked me, what do you think about smoking? Dale Carnegie says not to be opinionated. Corey Wayne's number one book he recommends is how to win friends and influence people. Why the fuck are we not reading it in our books and talking about it? I read it. It's a great book. Yeah. Right. I'm on my third read, right? Um, it's influence. You, you can, there's no such thing as power. All you have is influence. There's no power and control. Corey Wayne, the one that's asking the questions is in control. It's a fucking, it's control is a lie. It is a fucking it's an illusion. illusion. Yeah. Right. It's an illusion. It's a temporary hold. It's a temporary empowerment of what's going on. But women have all the fucking control. I like to tell women when we're dating, when, especially when they start throwing flags up, I'm like, Hey, let me lead. Let me be the man. Let me create a wonderful experience for you. Remember, if they're throwing up a lot of red flags, a lot of testing. And then I'll simply say, name one. Have you danced, honey? And here in Mexico, the the border area, folklorico, salsa, bachata are popular, or jazz or ballet in other places. It's like, oh, yeah, I took dance lessons. I was like, okay, honey. Name one dance format where the woman leads. Name one. Hmm. You got to let me lead. You got to let me lead, honey. If I step on your toes then you can say, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. If I accidentally pull your hair, you can say, my mom is calling me. My friend needs me. So who really controls the interaction? And I like to say, it's not even a control. Men lead women in trust. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, Paul? Yeah, it does they make entrust, sense. They entrust their time to you in your presence, right? So, Well, it's like, it's like in the animal kingdom, you know, it's women, it's the females that decide who they're going to mate Wait, with. Animal kingdom? We're fucking animals. <laughs> Aren't we? I mean, but yeah, yeah, I mean, females decide who they're going to mate with. That's why like in the, yeah. in the, like the, you see birds doing these, they're fucking dance and shit because they're trying to impress mm-hmm. the female, you know, it's, it's the same thing. But at the end of the day, in the animal kingdom, the women are going to go after the most alpha of their species as possible. Exactly, exactly. Because they, they want to ensure a healthy offspring, right? right. And that's never going to go away because in every cell, in every human body, in every fiber, sorry, the wind is blowing. I swear it fucking looks like someone <laughs> looking to break in. But in every fiber of her being, she wants to pick the healthiest. She wants to feel for her and her future offspring to be physically, financially, spiritually, and emotionally taken care of yeah right women have this ability to look into the future like a crystal ball us men are so focused in that present moment and in her fucking body yeah right so yeah i mean you just have to be that so to you know to conclude here it's just to to wrap you gotta be genuine Mm -hmm. you have to be a fucking great person you have to believe that you are those two people you have to believe that you're a catch you cannot be a fucking catch if your credit score sucks Corwin doesn't talk about, get your finances fixed, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot be an alpha male at that, at, that, at, that, um, at, that, at that low level. I used to have a credit score of 515 and then I asked for help. I'm at 770. 
And no, I'm not lending money to anyone. Not lending any money to anyone. <laughs> My data versus social are not going here. But I'm, I got a lot of help. And so, you know, I hope that that's, that's a value. But I did want to bring up a question to you. Sure. I see, I see a lot of guys do this in our group. Few in particular, no names. I'm a big lover, just like Corey Wayne of Game of Thrones. I mean, the right. Oh, lost you there for a second. Can't hear you. All right. We're oh, on... there we go. I can hear you again. We're on default microphone. Okay. Um, it sounds okay. Are you Game of Thrones? Yeah, I, I watched it. I never read the books, but I watched the whole series. Right. Right. And books are on my list. I saw this series between eight and 10 times with subtitles on almost every time. Uh, Cause I just felt like the, the vocabulary and the vernacular was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, especially earlier on the acting was impeccable. Um, George R.R. R. Martin, right? Yeah. Answer? George R.R. R. Martin. Yep. George R.R. R. Martin. Um, what was I getting at? Shoot. In, in Game of Thrones, there's a character named, Tywin Lannister, and he's a, a loose-fitting historical depiction. I think of Edwin, Edwin the First from um, from uh, English history. Yeah, God, I hope I'm fucking right. Edwin the First, brutal, fucking brutal leader. Yeah, Tywin King Joffrey Baratheon, who yells in a meeting, says, "I am the king," and he gives him a stern look and says. You are not the king if you have to tell everyone you are the king. You surely aren't the king if you have to announce it. Yeah, so here's just a word. How do you feel about guys going on and fucking, you know, oh, I'm an alpha. Oh, I'm this. I'm the shit. I'm this. Because because I feel like high quality women will just see that as an insecurity. You don't have to call. And and you know who called me? I have to give a lot of credit. I've been thinking about this for the last month because Benny called me out on it. Okay. I don't need. To on a video, I don't need to say I have this girl, this girl, this girl. I was doing it to try to like uplift the guys because dating in the pandemic has been great for me. Yes. Has been great, right? Because uh, women are craving love and affection more than ever. People are committing suicide and people are getting sick because they missed that skin to skin connection. Mm -hmm. um, but Benny mentioned it, applied authority is so much better. Applied authority really means influence. I agree. Yeah. So oh, there's two parts to this, right? So like on the 3% man Facebook group, uh, a, a lot of us like to post our date updates, right? Like, Hey, had a date tonight. It went great. This worked, this didn't work. It's like a comparing notes, maybe a little bit of bragging, you know, but it's like, bit, right. I think a lot of it is because, you know, we always say that women crave validation, but let's be fucking real. Everybody craves a little oh, bit of validation. Right? All humans. So yeah. I think there's a little bit of that where, you know, guys are looking to post something on the page in a, you know, in a secure group of like-minded brothers where we can all just like cheer each other on, you know? So there's a little bit of that, but yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to be around women talking about how fucking awesome you are because they don't like it. They don't want to, they, they, they want to feel your masculinity. They don't want you to tell, tell her how fucking awesome you are. And that'll absolutely turn a woman off. So yeah, it's very much like a, I like that. Yeah, it's very much like a locker room, right? The locker room would be the the an yeah. awesome analogy. It's a closed locker room, and so yeah, there's I guess there's more. It's a good point. There's more leeway for that, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to be careful because um, this is going to be in my book. Oh, you're writing a book. Sweet. I, I've 
I've started a dating book. I had a hundred videos on YouTube, uh, but I was too much in my head while I was doing it, meaning my ego. I realized that I was on that, and this could be a whole other topic. I was going on a, on a fucking rampage, like just fucking girls left and right. And once I knew all this stuff, stuff and, and, and I wasn't, I got a lot of confidence and I wasn't doing it in a very spiritual centered way. So I deleted all that crap because I know I could do it much better. I could be much more, right? Instead of look at me, I wanted to do it in a way it was like, this is what you can do. This is what's worked. This is what the psychology guy. I couldn't do it like Corey Wayne. I was trying to in my head, right? Because Corey Wayne, like Corey Wayne says, you're, you're going to participate in what you experience. That's a lot of reason why you're doing this podcast. Yep. So many have their groups because we, ex- we want to participate in it. It's made our, our lives better. We believe in it, right? Yeah. So I did. Um, but I don't necessarily, I, I want to write a book more upon, upon addiction and weight loss. I've been an okay. overeater and, and an addict for a lot of my life and yoga and meditation. And now the 12 step recovery program has been absolutely key. I'm just a beginner in it, but it's an extremely spiritual group um, because you're not spiritually centered. You can't, everything starts with your spirit. Got it. Yeah. You're starting to break up again there. <laughs> I know, I know these AirPods. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good. I, I I take that. I'm gonna I'm gonna process on that. So thanks for answering that question about that because you, you don't need to call yourself a king. You don't need to. You know, I I, I, I could never picture Professor Sanderson. Listen up, guys. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Or listen up, guys. And Alpha's in the room, right? He just says that with his demeanor. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? It's it, it's. Yeah, he's got also that that booming like deep voice too that you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'd I'd be like, yeah. I mean, absolutely, ladies. You guys are looking for if you're ladies. If you're dead set on a taller guy, I know a guy in in the UK. And if you know if you want the the lover musician, I know another guy in Bristol. Yeah, exactly. It's got a thing for feathers. <laughs> yeah, geese geese and grannies. You know. Um, one thing I, I do want to say, though, because you, you brought up a good point about not having to explain yourself, not having to tell everyone you're alpha. Um, when I first got into the 3% man group, and I also get this a lot on TikTok because I have my TikTok. And so I'm talking a lot about dating stuff that I'm learning and, and you know what I'm applying in my practice of going out on dates and stuff where you'll get these guys going, well, let me see your girlfriend. Right. And, and you're, or they'll say, oh, are you married? Or are you, why are you single? You know, or <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen people say, oh, you uh, know, you never see Corey Wayne show pictures of his girlfriend. It's like, well, neither of us have anything to fucking prove to you. you know? Exactly. 100%. 100%. I love the fact that Corey Wayne has not put pictures of his, of his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of dating coaches online that I'm seeing um, and, and they're posting themselves at the clubs and, you know, getting kissed and obviously having threesomes. And guess what's one thing in common with all these guys doing that shit? What? They're below. They're, they're definitely younger than 30, younger than 35. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it comes off as approval-seeking behavior shit. I agree. Definitely approval-seeking behavior. Look at me. I can understand when a guy's mar- – it's different when a guy's using it as a platform. So I do have to give a little bit of leeway for some of these guys. There's one guy that does it – he does it pretty well. I'm, I still haven't decided – he does a really good job of giving a lot of content. So if you're interjecting a lot of content, then what you do on the side of that 
it's kind of like sports. If you're fucking, if you talk the talk and you fucking shows up on Sunday football, then hey, okay, that's your style. And I'm mm. not going to bash you for your style. But it's always a little bit better to bring it down a little bit. You know, it's, it's good that you can show it, but bring it down. But you don't need to show off the girls. But, you know, it's, it, again, it comes to that validating things. And, and I, I'm guilty of it. I'm definitely guilty of it. So I try not to judge anyone there because, you know, the brain naturally wants to fuck the ego and the brain wants to naturally judge. Some guys have their way. Some guys don't, you know. I like how Benny does it. It's real subtle. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my girl. She's fucking awesome. She's fucking great. You know, um, we're all at different points in our lives. And so it, we don't know what they're feeling emotionally. But yes, to the guys that are overly doing it, cut that shit out. Like, why? Yeah. Because if you're, if you're seeking, if you're a man constantly seeking validation, it stems from a broken relationship with your mother. And I'm speaking from fucking personal experience, right? It is emotional incest. Because you're speak, you're seeking validation. You, you don't need that shit Mm-mm. if you've worked on that crap, right? Because correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, it doesn't matter what's happened to you in your in your childhood it doesn't matter what's happened to you in your adolescence what you all that matters is how you treat people on society and there are things there are clear lines of what society condones and does not condone right so there are behaviors that if you're having problems with get it fucking fixed and i've had that problem when Corey wayne said if you are not emotionally centered if you lose your temper if you cannot what are the other words he says if you cannot be emotionally strong people run from you like the plague. I have family members that don't talk to me for years because I was a fucking douchebag, mm-hmm. right? And I can't, I can't control, the, if I've already apologized and reached out, can I control what they do? I could just wish them well and pray for peace, but take what I've learned and get my ass to anger management, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot to learn. And I, I do, you know, it's, I just want to give a shout out to Corey Wayne because I've learned so, so much a shout out to Tony Robbins because Tor- I believe Tony Robbins is Corey Wayne's number one teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, those have been incredible teachers to me. Deepak Chopra. Here's one we never talk about. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll start talking a little bit more about this. Dr. Wayne Dyer. Oh my God. Corey quotes Dr. Dr. Uh, Wayne. Uh, a few is times. it Dwyer or Dyer? Dyer. Yeah. He, he quotes Dr. him a Wayne lot Dyer. in his second book, the uh, Mastering Yourself book. What did you think of that book? It was really hard for me to finish. I listened to it. I think it's a one and done type book. I don't think it's like 3% Man where you want to read it 10 to 15 times. Uh, I thought it got a little too political. It was a little more autobiographical than it was a template on how to live your life, I felt. so. Right. I, 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 can, I, feel, I totally agree. I feel like Corey had a better editor. It was a more linear and a better writing formula and delivery system for the chapters in book one. And in book two, I felt like it was a little bit more feminine in that it was just here, then there. It was more of a web, right? Yeah. And because like, 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 Corey Wayne, he has the ability to, you know, his videos, he has a quote. Yep. What he's going to talk about. And then he has like a story, right, of why and how this worked. And that's what I loved about the book because there's so many stories that I can relate to. Maybe my story wasn't 100% like that. But I remember a girl coming over to lunch to see me. She's in Davy Duke. She's hot. You know, I remember a lot of situational stuff. I think there was a lot of stuff that he had to get off of his chest. Let me ask you another question about Corey. And I, I don't have this avenue with other guys. And you can't, you know, not all your friends can understand. Sure. Corey Wayne talks a lot about being a great human being, being an alpha, being an incredible person. Um, and I, I don't mean to get political on your show. And I, we don't have to. You can steer it any which direction you want. Um, 
I started to wonder myself is because when you achieve massive levels of success, money doesn't change you. It magnifies you. Right. We see that a lot with actors and musicians. Right. Especially in the hip hop community. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Bieber. And so Corey did have a lot of issues with his mother growing up. She was a, um, a clinical schizophrenic. And I still feel that that some of it, some of that comes out when he gets overly political and he starts to quote people that are known for saying things like, yeah, I grab women by the pussy. You know, he's known for doing things that are disrespectful to women. Um, and, and, you know, you can say there's two ways to look at that I was in the past. Right. And you can't really judge someone for being in the past, but yes, you can, when you're a fucking world leader, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To be on that stage, it, it takes a certain standard. Yeah. Now I've come to realize, I've come to realize um, that human beings respect authority and power, even perceived power, right? Sure. Tough on China. That's great. That, that's going to make better deals for us just by running on that platform. I guess a question that I'm trying to say, Paul, sorry, I'm rambling here is um, how is your take on the excessive um, political and um, divisive topics that coach has been bringing up for the last two, three years? Yeah. Okay. Well, first, let me just uh, preface this by saying uh, I do try to keep politics off the show, but it's hard to not say something about politics uh, on occasion. I think Corey Wayne goes a little overboard because most of us follow Corey for his relationship advice, not for his political views. Right. And I feel like the right. same is for the people that listen to the show. They, they don't give a shit what I think uh, when it comes to politics. Political. However, however, um, is it perplexing? Because to me, it is. It's totally. I'm just like, what? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, because because I am. I do lean more conservative, and I was. Uh, yeah. So I and and so when it came to stuff like specifically Corey talking about politics, uh, it just it really just takes me out of his message because even though I agree with a lot of uh, even though I agree with what he says, I'm like, that's not why I follow you. You know, it's the same as like Hollywood that's not, celebrities. That's not his platform, right? Right. Right. It's not his platform, right? Yeah, and I. So it's, it's the no, same thing I, with same thing with celebrities that you know whatever political spectrum they're on. Like, I'm not watching you because you know you like Hillary Clinton or you like Joe Biden or like I don't give a shit. You know, I, I watch you because you're a great actor or actress. You know, so maybe shut up about that. You know, who do, you, you know who does it really well is, is Denzel Washington. He does it. Sure. Really. He always, when he's asked questions, he, he, he brings the question back. He mm -hmm. doesn't answer. Because I guess he realizes at the end of the day, my job is to sell movie tickets. Yeah. That's what I do for a living. I sell movie. Anything that can get in the way of selling a movie ticket is not productive for what I've aligned my life with. He's very aligned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we could have this conversation off, off thing because it's perplexing to me. Um, and I've always wanted to talk to someone from within the locker room. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Because I, I do tend to be a, a big part of the Indian community. We, we, we tend to say that we're very socially democratic, but very financially Republican, conservative, mm -hmm. because we, our, we, we sacrificed everything. Our parents let, came to this country with nothing, and we are the richest uh, minority group in America by far. I'm nowhere near that. My cousins and uncles are the ballers. I'm trying, still trying to learn. Yeah. But it's amazing what, what Indian immigrants have done in this country. And uh, my parents also came here legally. My, I remember my aunt being stuck overseas for 20 years and I wanted her to come illegally. But without getting into that, this whole other sidebar. I'm cool yeah. with that. We'll do this later. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm catching myself here. Yeah, no, no, no problem at all. Um, but we are almost at an hour. So why don't I ask you one more question, then we'll uh, wrap this up. I, 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 like, I like to ask this to everybody. So if you listen to the podcast, you know what I'm going to ask you, but it's uh, what does being a 3% man mean to you? I'm at a point in my life. It's a good question. Thank you. Uh, total political way to go. <laughs> you know, I, I don't focus on that number. Uh, I, I take that number and I guess because I've read the book so many times and I've seen the, you know, I have Corey Wayne's music stuck in my head when I sleep. I've slept to videos. I've woken up to videos. I would watch videos 30 minutes before I sleep and 30 minutes right when I wake up. Um, I just want to be a man of value, mm. right? So if, if that's what it means to someone else, if that's the synonym, if that's the energetic vibration that they can connect with, if that's what it means to you in your heart, be a, a, an, a, an incredible man of value, right? I want to be the Nelson Mandela of value to the people. I want to be, you know, my kingdom, but you know what? I, I can tell you the best way I can explain it. Here's a story from one of my closest friends. He came here and he migrated from, from, um, Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. He didn't come here with much. Today, he came here with maybe a couple hundred bucks. Today, he owns and he operates and runs, manages whatever, over 160 properties in Southern California. It's not a lot. He's a small real estate company. Yeah. But he told me how the story of how he got there. He told me I had 28 jobs in this country, 28 jobs in Los Angeles before I became a millionaire. He counted it. He drives many Teslas, Harley Davidsons, has a huge house, lives in Downey, California, which is a nice area by outside of Los Angeles. And I started to apprentice with him and learn from him. He was my yoga student. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know, he always calls me his yoga guru. And I said, well, can you be my money guru? Yeah. And one thing I learned from him that was absolutely impeccable, and you won't find this in the book, and I, no one else has ever told me this. He says to me, you know, Jahan, and he's very calm, even keel, very and he's a funny motherfucker too, especially with sex jokes. <laughs> I, went, I, I, went, I went with him um, to go check out his properties, to go see tenants, to go see uh, things that need to be fixed, you know, upkeep of property. And at the end of the day, he's buying me dinner. And he says, you know, and it's just straight up, you know, I help hundreds of families. I employ hundreds of people. Because of the work I do, people get to live in a home and provide for their families. The carpenters, the electricians, the plumbers, I give them constant work every year, year round. No one can get the prices on labor that I get because I give them consistent work. Mm -hmm. Try, you won't even get their price. Ask them to paint your house. They will not give you the same price. He says, but you know one thing? I treat everybody from the child to the tenant to the plumber to the electrician, to the city manager, to the architect. I treat everybody like they're my boss. Mm. And I said, damn. No wonder you have influence. Yeah. No wonder you have great authority because you talk to them with so much respect. And, you know, he's Bangladeshi, very close to being Indian, our neighbor. And I'm like, that's the people that give us a good name. You know, I wish to be half that guy. Doesn't talk about a pill. Doesn't talk about a book. Mm -hmm. His life experiences and his upbringing made him that man. I've given him the book. Um, told him to listen. So when you say, talk about being a 3% man, take the four areas of life. 
In the Indian culture, we have Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha, the four Purusharthas. They're also called the four aims of life. They were once called the four aims of life of man. Dhamma, having your purpose and how are you going to contribute in life? Excuse me, Dharma, how do you contribute in life and your purpose? How are you going to serve humanity? And also, this also fulfills you. It's very fulfilling. Artha, how are you going to provide resources, food, medicine, shelter for you and your community? That's the, also the accumulation of wealth and resources. Kama, have you ever heard of the book called the Kama Sutra? Yep. It's a book on sexual positions, right? And the enjoyment of sex. Mm -hmm. Kama also means the enjoyment and pleasure of life. This is like where traveling comes into place. Exploration, re reading book, you know, with a piece, with a coffee is in, in pleasurable. You're doing those two things so that you can have the pleasures. And then lastly is moksha, spiritual enlightenment, not happiness, but joy and contentment. So finding balance in all of those is like a table. You take one leg away, the table collapses. Like a car, you puncture one tire, how far can you get on three tires? They all need to be consistently balanced. So for me, I know that JP talks about this uh, and I resonate is that we have to have those four aims of life completely balanced. Corey, what you, what I, anyone's talking, we're not bringing up new concepts. People have been talking about this for thousands of years. Imagine the time when no Netflix and TV, they were writing everything down, but it has to resonate with you and it has to feel with you. So 3% man to me is becoming a balanced, centered, calm, giving, and unconditionally loving man. Essentially what a man should be. The, the sun is unconditionally loving to the earth. The sun penetrates the earth like a man penetrates a woman physically. The earth receives that. And together when you have heat and unconditional rays of sunlight and a receptive womb of the earth, what do we get in the end? A green blue planet teeming with life. And that life and that joy and that passion is something that no book, no video, no podcast, no YouTube video can give you until you do the work yourself. And it's something that comes from within is what I'm trying to say. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. It has to emanate. I feel like that might be the best answer that I've ever had to that question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm well a, done. I was a pseudo dating coach. <laughs> I hope we're not, you know, we're out of time here, but you got me going, man. You got you you have great questions, and it's been an honor to be on your show. Yeah, well, I really appreciate it, and you're you're welcome back anytime, man. Anytime, but uh, I'll let you have your day back. Ah, you too, man. Thank you. It's been it's been amazing to be on your on your show. I truly appreciate your time, Paul, and everything that you do. Uh, my name is Jahan. People can find me on Instagram at yogaxl. My website's yogaxl.net. And on, on Facebook at Jahan Mansingh. And Paul, if you need to get a hold of me, you can get in touch with Paul. And I'm just honored and privileged. You guys have a beautiful day. Yeah. Thank and I'll you. put all those links in the show note. So, all right. Thanks, Jahan. Jahan, after having you on the episode, I feel like my head's going to explode. Dude, like it, you, you had so much like profound information. I think I, like I had a list of questions up. I don't think we hit, we hit a single one except for maybe the last one there at the end, because you just had so much great stuff to talk about. I, you would bring up something and then I would just feel like I, I, I could jump into that. And I didn't even have to ask you any of the questions I had lined up. So awesome, brother. Awesome, brother. You're welcome back anytime. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed it too. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. 
If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.